the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. God put everything in perfect order. He did it for us. That's how much he loves us. In six days, he alone created the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested from his labor. He blessed the seventh day and made it holy. What does that tell us? To rest from our labors on the day God set aside for that purpose. And first and foremost, worship him. Listen as Pastor Rander speaks to us on the awesomeness that comes from worshiping God and resting in him. I pose a question to you. Where is the rest in your life? Now, some of you say, well, Pastor, I'm loving this message. I can't wait to leave here so I can rest. <laughs> and I talk about this and you start giving up three or four ministries in the name of rest. But don't you stop right there. I'm not through yet. Look at verse one. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. In this verse, God makes a a concluding summary statement. He makes a concluding summary statement declaring that his work was finished in six literal 24 hour days. The Lord created the heavens and earth and he filled it with everything it needed and the world that he created lacked nothing. The universe as God created it was so stunning and it was a masterpiece created with splendor. He didn't do anything haphazard when he created this world. It's a beautiful world. He created it with beauty and he created it with absolute splendor and perfection. And when he, he, when he created the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies and the land, the sea and the creatures and the creation, the creation, all of that, he said it's good. And on the end, he tagged it is very good. It was so good that it was perfect. It was so perfect that it is not need. It, it is not in need of repair. Who has gone up and repaired the light in the sun? Huh? (laughs) Who repairs the moon or the stars? The creation does not even need revisions. It's amazing. He created it and he created it perfect in perfect unity and balance. Totally complete. Verse two. And on the seventh day, God finished his work. That he had done and he rested. Say rested. He rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. In this verse, on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested. God, the God of the universe, rested. I mean, he is all wise. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is, he is eternal in his being. 
The scripture says for everlasting to everlasting, thou art God and yet God rested. God here is providing a pattern or model for man's work cycle. When he rested, he had us on his mind. God Almighty. He was providing a pattern and model for man, for man's work cycle. God rested on the seventh day, not because he was weary. He rested not because he was tired, not because he was burdened, not because he was exhausted. He re- Why did he rest, Draper? He rested because his creative work was complete. His creative work was complete. So complete that Isaiah 40, 28, a says, have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? Look, underline this. Neither faints nor is weary. God does not get tired. He has never fainted. My God, if he did, we'd all be in trouble. Psalms 121.4 says, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God does not have to go to sleep because he's God. That's why folk do stuff at the night. They must think God go to bed. He's napping. God does not nap. He sees what you're doing in the dark because the dark is as light to him as it is dark to you. God doesn't, God doesn't have to take pills. God doesn't need none of that. He neither slumbers. His eyes doesn't get heavy like yours in church when I'm preaching. You know, if you want to go to sleep, why don't you put my message on at bedtime? Since it works in church. Huh? Turn the TV off. Go to sleep on the word. Since you like to sleep on the word, that's a good sedative. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Get off the drugs. Put a message in your ear. And then go to sleep. The Hebrew word for rest is Sabbath. Which means God abstained or ceased from his creative work because his work was complete. His work was so complete until there was nothing left to be done. He didn't say, oh, I forgot to make that star on the east side. or I, I left that mountain out over on the west coast of America. Oh, no. When he said it is complete, it was nothing was left undone. This day was set apart as a special day of consecration to God. That's why we worship today. It's a set apart as a special day of consecration to God. The Sabbath day also provided a day of work from a week's labor and for worship and fellowship between God and man. And God even wanted to rest the animals, as you see uh, under the law, the Mosaic law. God repeated the same truth again when he set forth the Sabbath requirement by Moses. If you turn with me, have your Bibles, turn to Exodus 20, uh, chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. You see here, so rest did not start in the, uh, in, in the Mosaic covenant. It started just after he created everything. Huh? 
Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 through 11, when you find this, say amen. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, hmm? nor your stranger who is within your gates. Here it is. Here's a reference to the creation and God resting. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Exodus 31, 17 says, it is, it is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and earth. And on the seventh day, he rested and was refreshed. Let me tell you something. The Jews took the Sabbath day seriously. I've been to Israel a number of times. And let me tell you something, on, on the Sabbath day over there, everything stopped. They don't cook for us or nothing. You have cold cuts. Everything is pretty much refrigerated, kind of laid out because they don't cook and do all these things because they are still observing the law. Wow. I never would forget. I was on the elevator going, and on the Sabbath day, they don't even punch the elevators. You know, the, the punch the button to go up because that's, that's seen as work. And I was on there with another uh, one of our teen persons that was there. And it was a, a Jew there, an Orthodox Jew. And um, and the, the, the team member forgot. And the elevator was going to stop at each floor automatically because no one was to touch the button. So they had it set automatically up, up and down. That person with me touched that button, that Gentile woman. <laughs> and that Jew, pow, slapped her hand. And I looked at that. I said, wow. No work. Oh, my goodness. God blessed the day that he rested and said in his word, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This day is specifically set aside to worship and adore our heavenly father. As God's own, we must follow the path he has created for us. God deserves all honor, glory, and praise every day. Yet even as his children we find ourselves giving less time to the things of God and more time to the things of this world that have no spiritual significance. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Look at verse three. So God blessed the seventh day and made it what? Holy, because on it God rested from all his works that he had done, huh? For all the works that he had done in creation. After God finished his creative work, he not only rested on the Sabbath day, he blessed the seventh day and made it holy. The Sabbath day or rest day was ordained by God and declared holy for refreshment, cessation from work, but for the purpose of worship. For the, for the Jews, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the week. However, Sunday is our first day of the week as Christians because we believe the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead the third day, huh? early Sunday morning. 
He got up out the grave with all power in his hand. So therefore, believers worldwide celebrate the Lord's Day. And that's why you are here. We're here because Jesus rose from the dead early Sunday morning. This is Resurrection Sunday. We don't have to say we don't have to. We don't just rejoice over Resurrection Sunday come Easter. Every Sunday, the saints come together. We're celebrating the resurrected Savior. On the Lord's day, Revelation 1.10 says, John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet on the Lord's day. Something about the Lord's day. It's a a strange day. Uh, Gospel of John 20, chapter 20, verse 19 says, then the same day at evening being the first day of the week. That's Resurrection Sunday. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. Acts 27 says, now on the first day of the week, the first day of the week, that's the day when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul ready to depart on Part the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Underline that now. Finish his message until midnight. I'd be glad when a group of you form a delegation and say, Pastor, what about having some midnight church? Y'all looking at me now, you say, well, there was a time you didn't put your shoes on to go out till about 10 o'clock. Now you got old and decrepit and all of a sudden... Huh? You used all your best days shaking your rear end to two or three o'clock in the morning. I think it'll be a few days a year where we ought to come out around 10 o'clock and just go on till about one o'clock in the morning. Huh? Let's do it like you used to do it, but instead of for the devil, for God. Huh? Wouldn't that make a statement? Some drunkard down 1604 said, look at all those cars over there. I'm without hope. And they turn in here because they see some cars around the house of God, worshiping God, because the preaching is going on around midnight. You notice he, he didn't say nothing about music at midnight. Huh? Wasn't no praise dancing at midnight. It was some preaching going on. <laughs> Around midnight. Listen, when you love God and you love his word, preaching is just not reserved for Sunday morning. You ought to want to hear some good preaching anytime. First Corinthians 16, two says on the first day of the week, let each one of you as every one of us. You lay something aside, storing up as he prospers that there be no collection When I come first day of the week, Sunday, that's our worship day. Now look back at verse four, back in the text of Genesis chapter two. Y'all hanging with me? Bring your Bibles to the Lord's house because we use the Bible here. So verse four says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. You see, my friends, God creating the heavens and the earth. And the specifics of what he did on each day is an actual historical account. It stands by itself and needs no props or add-ons. Any other alternative or proposition or theory is a blatant lie and deception from Satan. The creation account is a live, actual, factual, 
historical, real account. It is not a fairy tale. It is not a myth. It is something that happened oodles of years ago. Verse 15. Skip down to verse 15. This brings a co-worker's day, isn't it? It's just ironic this is a day because this dealing with work and rest. Verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. I read it again. Don't miss it. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. Now, my friends, man was created first. He was created first and placed in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. In this verse, we see the first introduction to work. It's right here. The first introduction to work. Adam was a steward of God's creation. In other words, God entrusted him with the responsibility of taking care of God's very own creation. It was not Adam's. It it belonged to God. Adam was a steward of God's resources. Work came not as a result of sin, because at this point there was no sin or rebellion. Work here was created by God because he expected man to be productive. God expected man to be very productive. Therefore, God made Adam a gardener in Eden. Adam experienced joy and fulfillment, which came as a result of his carrying out and obeying his God-given responsibilities in the Garden of Eden. God did not intend for Adam to be idle. He did not intend for Adam to be unproductive. Be mindful that before the fall, work was for sheer enjoyment and productivity. You got to realize that before the fall of Adam and Eve, there was no there were no agonizing labor. There were no weeds. There were no unproductive soil. No blazing hot sun. No cuts, no scrapes, no bruises in the work. That's fascinating. Even though God ordained work for Adam and it was intended, it was intended to be a good thing for the productivity of man, it can be abused by taking it to the extreme, to the detriment of man when God, when people become a workaholic. Even though work is healthy and vital and productive, it can be taken to the extreme and what was meant to be a good thing can bring about your demise and your destruction because you have transitioned your work into being a workaholic. Why do people become workaholics? Why do people become workaholics? Number one, because of the love of money. They love money. They love making it, can't, can't get enough of it. First uh, Timothy 6.10 says, for the love of money, not money is evil, but the love of it is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith and their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Sorrows. All kind of evils come from the love of money. Greed. You know, just got to have more. Got to have more. Got to have more. I'll work Sunday. I'll get time and a half. I'll get double time and a half. I, I need more money. No money, honey. Because of the love of money. Number two, people become workaholics because of a lack of contentment. 
First Timothy six, chapter six, verses six and eight says, now godliness with contentment is great gain. Holiness, godliness, and then being content with your God is great gain. And having food and clothing with these, we shall be content. I don't see anything here about a VCR. I don't see anything here about DVDs. I don't see anything in here about surround sounds. Huh? It says food and water be content. Content. I don't see about having cell phones and te- telephones in every room and three cars uh, and a garage. I don't see that. And everything be, be content. It doesn't say nothing about uh, Macy's here. It doesn't say nothing about Dillard's. It doesn't say nothing about all that stuff. It doesn't say nothing about your storage or your attic. Attic. Uh, food and clothing be content. It doesn't say nothing about your styles. It doesn't say nothing about your hats. Don't say nothing about your cologne. Having food and what? Clothing. With these, be, you're not naked and you're eating. Be content. Huh? And that's what's lacking. A lack of contentment to the point that you can't even come to church. Some of you say, well, I got to work today. Some of you, it's by some of you, your job, your, 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 your employer, your, your workplace has ordered your presence. And some of you, have worked on Sunday by choice because you want more. <laughs> Look how quiet it's getting in here now. It's going to get quieter before it's over. Number three, why do people become workaholics? Because of the inability to delegate. They feel they have to do it themselves in order for it to be done right. I got to go to work. I got to do it. They can't do it without me. I'm important. I, I set this up. This is my project. This is my project. I got to get it done. They're going to mess it up. They incompetent. All that. I want everybody to read with the Bible to turn to Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 through 18. Exodus 18, 17 through 18. Exodus chapter 18, verses 17 through 18. And then verse 21. It says, so Moses, his father-in-law said to him, the thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. Underline that. You will surely what? Wear yourselves out. That's what you're going to do. For this thing is too much for you and you are not able to perform it by yourself. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able by the able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness. Huh? And place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Let me tell you something. If you don't learn to delegate and delegate quickly, you, my friend, you, my sister, my brother, surely you will wear yourself out. You think your job can't go on without you? Just die. Matter of fact, today, in the daytime, you don't have to die. They can just say things are kind of getting slow and they'll lay you off and don't lose any sleep over you. Huh? And you work yourself to death and they don't even give you a decent going away gift. There are people walked in and could even sign on their computers. Everything's already taken out because you are not wanted here anymore. I'm so glad that I have a God that won't reject me. <laughs> Football players and basketball players get cut, but I'm so glad God won't cut me. (laughs) And I'm so glad that, not like man, God won't take away my benefits. That's right. I got a benefit package that the world, the date, Satan, 
and all the demons can't take away. Heaven's benefit plan is the best plan. Yeah, folk who have been robbed in their later years thinking they have retirement like Enron and all these places. And at the point of retirement, nothing's there. You think you got a 401k and three and four and five and six and all of a sudden it's dipped and you lost 10 and 15,000. But I'm so glad God's benefits don't dip. Oh, God. Stop wearing yourself out. Some of you are killing yourself. And it's in the name of more money. You make more and can't give more to the Lord. Number four. Why do people become workaholics? Because they love to indulge in the pleasures of this world. First John 2, 15, 16 says, do not love the world or the things in it in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for all the things that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. You like the stuff. You, every new gadget come out. You can't be satisfied with what you have. The latest thing come out. The, the latest iPad come out. Latest this come out. Latest that. You just you not satisfied to you. And time you get it within days or weeks, it's something else out. Asking for your money. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Maranatha Bible Church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God for his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship, and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018, featuring musical artist and stellar award winner Micah Stampley at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom. 3233 Northwest Loop 410, San Antonio, Texas. Advanced ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018 by contacting April at 210-821-5683, extension 222. You are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on Sunday, May the 20th, 2018 at 10 a.m. at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas. The Maranatha Bible Church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of God with you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.